You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, for your Wednesday episode. Uh, some, you know, a couple of new additions filling out the practice squad we'll get to today. Obviously, we get to the big news of the day, Cleveland Browns-wise. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, uh, at Locked On Browns, the Twitter accounts. Make sure you're following, guys. Joining today, hello for the ride from Sports Illustrated. Mr. Pete Smith at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Um, Pete, this actually, it was, I guess it was like two days ago, maybe. And it was former, I want to be sure I was right. Former NFL cornerback, former Auburn cornerback. And now the name is escaping me. Um, you know, something about Kareem Hunt about to sign an extension in Cleveland. Today it comes to fruition. Um, two-year extension, which will keep Kareem here uh, through, you know, as long as you know everything works out through the 2022 season. Um, several avenues to look at this, but Pete, one thing we've kind of been talking about, and you know, I think the Browns have established what's going to get paid heavily, what's not going to get paid heavily, um, and the uh, you know, trajectory of where we are at with Nick Chubb is probably going to take him out of you know, seeing a long term contract here in Cleveland, but Hunt fits the system. His receiving ability obviously has got to be something that Kevin, Coach Kevin Stefanski likes. Kareem Hunt, you know, here for an extended stay in Cleveland. Yeah, it was uh, Gerard Powers. And- there it is, Gerard Powers. And what, what, the more sad part is, I know he wore number four at Auburn. That's the part I can remember. God damn it. Uh, but, yeah, I saw him tweet that, and it was like I had no idea what to do with it. Um, but, yeah, I mean – I don't know. Maybe maybe they're related. Maybe you know Powers had the same agent. Who the hell knows? I mean, I'm sure there's a there's got to be some sort of link there somehow, some way. Probably uh, the deal makes sense from a financial standpoint. It doesn't come without risks because obviously Kareem Hunt has done some things that um, could could allow this to blow up in the Browns' face and, and look very bad. Uh, so you get a player talent wise that's below market value. Um, he makes a little over three million this year off of the tender, and then he'll get into that two-year deal. That's uh, eight point five million guaranteed, twelve point two point five million overall. Now, if you know if Nick Chubb is content, you know it doesn't really give anything away one way or the other. It just Kareem Hunt signed gives them options. I mean, obviously, a lot of people assume they they won't resign. Chubb anyway, regardless of whether uh, this hunt thing was done. Um, uh, if he doesn't hold out after this year, then, you know, then, then the first year of that hunt deal will be done when Nick Chubb's rookie contract ends after 2021. Um, if he holds out after 2020, which is probably the smart play, it could certainly change things. Um, but all of this is going to depend on where the Browns are, you know, heading into 2022. I mean, based on um, everything they're doing, the they they look set up to be a contender uh, for 2021 and 2022 at least. Um, if they have money laying around and currently they're leading the league in in cap room, which is obviously going to go away, they're going to roll that over and and have some money to work with, but. If they feel like they're a Nick Chubb away from a Super Bowl, I don't doubt they'll find a way to get a deal done. I, it doesn't necessarily have to be a long-term deal. Um, whether they want to franchise him or do something like that, try to make it year-to-year, 
I don't know. Um, it's also possible they find a way to sort of pay him longer. It doesn't seem likely that they'll do that given um, their approach, but stranger things have happened. Keep in mind that you're, uh, you're about, obviously you're going to presumably run into a Baker Mayfield extension and a Denzel Ward extension, but you're also going to run into the end of uh, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and how they approach that will, will change things. But um, at least for the moment, you know, they are trusting Kareem Hunt not to make them look bad and, and make this blow up in their face, but they have two really, really good running backs in the mix for at least two years. So, you know, it, it certainly looked good from that standpoint. This It's not really that different from the Duke Johnson contract, honestly. Um, so it looks good from that standpoint. It looks prudent from that standpoint. Um, you know, it sort of has an icky feeling to it just by virtue of what Kareem Hunt has done in the past. But it's still understandable why they, they went this route. For me, where it's, it is kind of interesting is, you know, Yes, uh, you know, this regime has been in place, you know, since, you know, mid-January, Coach Stefanski got the job. Late January, uh, you know, Andrew Barry took over. But they really not had much time with Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, as everything, you know, got to, you know, going here in August, you know, to where we are now. Um, you know, we don't know the lines of communication that were there, you know, during, you know, COVID and the Zoom era and, you know, everything they were going through as far as, you know, trying to you know, recreate OTAs and mini camps and things of that nature. So for me, I think what it is, is I think they value his play. And I think maybe they've done enough where they feel maybe he's a changed man. And look, you don't have to worry about the weed anymore um, with anybody in the NFL. So if that was part of the issue, that was part of the problem. That's not really an issue here anymore. Um, I do think they love the pairing of these two guys together and I guess basically is maybe they're trying to get out in front of it. And maybe it also means that, you know, Kareem Hunt's going, we, we knew he was going to play a lot. And I think maybe what they're saying is let's see if we can get this done before Kareem Hunt starts going out there and performing well, putting up yards, putting up receptions, putting up touchdowns. And, you know, to say maybe three weeks from now, he wouldn't agree to this deal. Well, I mean, the first thing that, that stands out about this is Kareem Hunt has had a really good camp in terms of he looks like a guy who is one of the best running backs in the league. Last year he didn't, and that was obviously uh, in large part due to the fact that he had the sports hernia surgery, and he just didn't look like, you know. Plus it was not a good situation for I mean, look, for him to come in as late as he came in last year, as much as a, a shit show as this all was, this wasn't a place for a guy like Kareem Hunt to come in and flourish. That wasn't a situation for a guy like this who's had his issues. He needs more stability. Yeah, I, I think that's certainly a part of it, but he looks better. I think the the move to acquire uh, Andy Janovich is a big boost to him. Um, I, I think I, Nick Chubb doesn't need a fullback. You just He can run whatever. I mean, certainly he's not going to hate it down by the goal line to have another blocker in front of him, but Kareem Hunt really does benefit from a – a fullback. He does not see terribly well in terms of making cuts. And, you know, their the running backs coach, Stump Mitchell, has, has basically said Andy Janovich is the eyes. He's an experienced uh, zone blocking fullback, and he's been really impressive in camp, both as a blocker and as a receiving threat. So 
you know, th- that may be more indicative of the direction they're going than anything that they might mo- be willing to move on from Hunt was the acquisition of of Janovich. But uh, if if they, the Browns look at this from a best 11 uh, perspective, then both Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunter could be on the field at the same time. Maybe Kareem Hunt is out uh, spread out wide in sort of that Cordero Patterson type role with the Vikings or some of the stuff they messed with, with uh, Jojo Natson or Taewon Taylor, where you, you, you have more avenues to sort of attack the defense. Uh, but at least that's what I'm hoping. And I would hope that the fact that they're making this deal is sort of a, a, an acknowledgement that that's how it's going to happen in that, in that case that we're finding more ways to utilize hunt as opposed to fewer uh, because he's not going to be here long. Uh, the fact is now they're they're sort of committed, so there's all the more reason to find ways to use him in the offense. Uh, and look, I mean, you know, you're, you're pairing, you know, former league rushing title holder with Nick Chubb, you know, with the other, you know, and like when you talk about playing your best 11, if you're talking about your five skill positions on offense, Austin Hooper, Landry, Odell, and find some combination of how to use Chubb and Hunt, you know, you have, you know, Janovich as a buffer, but you're just putting a lot, a lot of talent on the field. Um, so Kareem Hunt, obviously going to be here to stay, um, you know, again, hopefully, you know, it can, you know, continues on the path he is normally for guys like him coming home usually isn't the best place because maybe you have some friends or you have some family and there's just extra burden, you know, being, you know, but, you know, the, the Browns are taking this gamble. Um, we've, you know, this front office made a bunch of moves here. We got to trust them on this one here. So Kareem Hunt, uh, you know, here through 20. 22, you know, as you know, current. Go ahead. Let's just point out the fact that not unlike Duke Johnson, they could very easily trade Kareem Hunt on this deal. If anything, uh, at least on that front, it sort of forces teams to actually pony up. They can't just wait around and hope he's going to be a free agent. He's going to be under contract and you have to decide, you know, again, it's not an expensive deal. Uh, if you if you want Kareem Hunt, then you're going to have to pony up for it. And I don't think the Browns are going to turn down a huge offer for Kareem Hunt uh, if it comes. I don't, you know, it may not happen, and they may be perfectly content for him. But I don't think this stops them from potentially moving him. Interesting, interesting. Uh, we'll get some more here, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, on your Wednesday locked on Browns this season. Get football. Get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all the plays in just under 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and break uh, and breakout stars from every, each and every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. At NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay Every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over tw- uh, with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Get inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many, many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Uh, Now, Pete, the practice squad finished and completed as of today. 
Um, offensive lineman, and this is another big dude out of Wagner, Greg uh, Sinit, and now a third running back and former draft binky of mine, John Kelly, is on the practice squad. We'll see if there's some changing. And, you know, the Browns actually, Pete, named four players today as far as being protected from the practice squad. I thought Cody Parkey was certainly a weird, weird keep. Um, as far as you know, pl- protecting players on the practice squad, but Garrett Gilbert, obviously this is one. Garrett Gilbert is going to be on that list each and every week. There's going to be no way around it. But Sunit and uh, obviously John Kelly added to the practice squad. Okay, so the reason you protect your kicker is because if you have an injury. Oh, if Austin Sider blows a knee out on Friday. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, like you have to then, if you were going to sign somebody, you have to go through that three-day – process covid testing i got you so you're at that point now you're you're saying all right jimmy gillen let's see it um so that's that's the only reason you pick cody parkey now the the real question is why the hell did we pick cody parkey in the first place that's its own question (laughs) but that's 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 the reasoning behind that and gary gilbert you already mentioned um greg sanat for whatever reason is also on that list um i'm not sure why Um, i'm not i'm also not sure why we signed sanat um, <laughs> only never- thing I can think is maybe because he had some time with Baltimore. Maybe, maybe that's the reason. Yeah, and that was two <clears> years <throat> ago. Like he was with the Chiefs this past year, and both years yep. he finished on injured reserve. He's never played uh, in an NFL game. He came out, he tested pretty poorly in, in, in terms of speed. He's a nose tackle. He's just slow. Um, he he tested a five four at the combine and then went down to like a five two seven at pro day. He's got reasonable agility. He's obviously very big, long, but I mean, do we need another tackle? I feel like they they could again. I just I, I I too often feel like with this practice squad, and I get it that they're like looking at this from the standpoint of you know there there are guys specifically here for for uh, you know depth or whatever, but they have two tackles already, uh, you know, I don't know what they see in Sanat that goes, hey, we have to have this guy. Maybe he's changed his body, but as far as I can tell, the only change into his body is getting hurt. Um, So I'm not a Sanat guy. I I just – I don't see the point. Flip side of that is John Kelly, um, he's okay. Uh, You know, he was productive in college, didn't test great. But he's basically Benny LeMay, except you've heard of him before. Um, he's you know he's that he's he's short. He's not quite as short as Benny LeMay, but he's you know five nine and like you know around two hundred twenty pounds. So he's that tank, uh, low to the ground and all that. Um, obviously, he spent the last two years with the Rams after he was drafted by that team. He's been on the field. He's caught. He's been in eight games. He's carried the ball thirty times for a huge eighty three yards. Um, I don't know if this is going to, you know, now that they have Kelly, if they're going to turn around and release uh, LeMay from the practice squad, because obviously they have three running backs and there's no real point in having that many running backs. uh, Unless the whole point that they're signing John Kelly is basically to, because they feel like he's a really, really good um, player to practice against for the Ravens this week, which is possible. Um, or I don't even know if you're going to get that though, because if they signed him today, which is late on Tuesday, when are you maybe seeing him? Friday? Well, he's I don't know. If you signed, you're through the you're through the thing, I think. Okay. So, um, 
Yeah, he'd be a practice tomorrow, as far as I I know. But they, they, you know, they can sort of do that thing where the Ravens have all these different running backs, and they can do that. Maybe that's the point here. Uh, but again, it's it's the practice squad. I mean, you can turn around and release guys and sign some other guys tomorrow or next week or whatever. It's not not a huge deal. Um, again, I don't know why you protected Sanat and made it so nobody could sign him. I don't know that there's any, you know, rush to get him. But at the same time, who knows? Maybe they got to the fourth guy and they like rolled the dice and said, okay, we're protecting him. I don't know if there was a real uh, worry for that, but those are the guys they've added that puts them at 16 for the moment. Uh, again, the, you know, the Browns historically have, have been a team that sort of churns a little bit. They like to, you know, get guys in and out. Now maybe COVID changes that, but uh, they like to get looks at guys. So I, I, we'll see if that's different this year. And if they, they sort of keep the same group, but I can't imagine they're going to keep three running backs forever. So I would assume that at some point they're going to move on from one of them, whether it's Kelly or LeMay or one of those. Well, I mean, if you look at it now, you have what you have on the game day roster with three running backs and a fullback, you have the same thing on a practice squad. I mean, Stump Mitchell doesn't need eight dues to, to be working, to be running practice. They, they're, they, at this point, they literally have between the practice squad and the regular roster, they have eight running backs. Seems like a crazy high number. Right. I mean, again, to me, that's, you know, keep in mind the, the practice squad is also scout team. So you need guys to be able to do whatever you're doing. Maybe Sanat is coming in to be uh, Zach Banner or, you know, or Ronnie, you know, Ronnie Stanley, I, I, you know, Zach, ben, you could put a couch out there and it can simulate Zach Banner. So I don't, again, I don't know why we're doing this, but nevertheless, you, you, some of the, some of that scout team is specifically for the sake of a practice squad. Very, very, just very, very strange with, you know, the way that uh, is assembled and has gone down. Um, we're going to get to a little bit more here with Pete. We're going to start talking a little bit Baltimore as you know, we are, closing in so uh more coming here on your wednesday locked on browns jeff lloyd and pete smith the improved bill bar is even deliciouser 18 amazing flavors including non nut and non nut flavors six brand new flavors added to the bill bar menu caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp along with some of your original favorites coconut almond peanut butter and mint brownies they 100 covered in chocolate they are soft and easy to chew built bars built bar is great for the health conscious guy lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber they are great with the keto diet the flavor profile from the coconut almond 18 grams of protein 180 calories Five grams of sugar, five grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code, all caps, one word, locked on, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use the promo code locked on for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. What, what kind of nuts are in there? I'm sorry? What kind of nuts are in those uh, built, uh, built Bars? There are, nut, there are nut flavors, Pete, and there are non-nut flavors. Yeah, but there was a specific type of nut that you kept mentioning. I was, which one was that? Almond? Is is almond a nut? Almond? Really? 
I'm reading an ad here, big guy. I I, I know. I, I just uh, when I when I spell it, there's an L in there, and it's almond. Uh, is there a W <laughs> in yours? I, I'm. Oh, are we picking on the Jersey accent? Or are we again, sir? Yeah, is, is that, that where we are accent, at? Or have we moved up to Boston? Uh, did spend a little time there. We we were in Boston for a time. There was there was some time in Boston, good sir. There was there was. But Pete, it's Raven Week. Uh, obviously, some changes made there. Uh, additions made made to the wide receiver room. Uh, additions at linebacker. Um, the offensive line, <clears throat> um, you know, lost a, a great player in Marshall Yonda. Clays Campbell brought in here. Um, and I was talking about this last night with Stephen Thomas, and we've kind of established, you know. There's some things you want to do when you're playing Lamar Jackson. A number one, as much time as he's watching the game as opposed to playing it, certainly aids you. So running the ball, and hopefully if they can do that effectively, that will be a huge asset to them. Um, then there is, you know, the defending of Lamar, and we have talked about this before, uh, and you know, in several aspects. It's as far as you know, getting him out of the threat of him being a runner. Baltimore may eventually start to progress to do this anyway, because he's become so valuable, but you know, these are things you have to worry about, but you know, new faces in Baltimore, we're going to see, uh, you know, some of them here, you know, we're going to see Patrick queen. We'll see Malik Harrison and, you know, and more as we get in here into week one and, you know, hoping and, you know, eight and a half point spread, which seems a little high, but you know, it's kind of where we're at here as we roll on into um, the week here in Baltimore. Well, I, look, I mean, the, the way to defend them is to, you have your defensive ends control up the field, uh, eliminate the ability to get outside and, and evacuate the pocket while your interior guys are able to sort of collapse inside um, and, and sort of limit the, the escape uh, possibility and you know if you if you don't do that and your your defensive ends run up field then you sort of create uh avenues to sort of get right up the middle of the field um you know the browns brought in vincent taylor which should hopefully help with some of that uh sheldon richardson is a powerful guy they've got jordan elliott which is largely what he's you know supposed to do uh with his skill set uh, obviously Garrett and Olivier Vernon were, were spectacular against the Ravens both times they've played, uh, or last year when they played in the first game, uh, they completely controlled, uh, you know, Lamar and, and really frustrated him from that aspect. Uh, you know, the, the only real question I have is, uh, cause right now I assume Jacob Phillips for all intents and purposes is the starter, uh, along with BJ Goodson. Unless BJ Goodson, for some whatever his personal issue is, just isn't going to be here this week, uh, then I assume those are the, would be starters. However, uh, I could see a scenario where they basically say, "Look, Sioni Takitaki, we're going to put you in here, and you are just going to hit anything that moves, uh, you know, in the box, and try to put hits on either running backs or Lamar if he carries the ball." Um, the biggest thing Play with to the your Ravens, strength, lay people out. Yeah, I mean, in no uncertain terms, you're there to hit people um, and be physical. Um, uh, Marshall Yonda is not there, um, and that's you know that's a big deal. He's a Hall of Fame caliber player, and he's not he's not uh, in a position where he can help them anymore. And they they've got uh, whatever 
schlubby guard they brought in uh, to take over. Flukler. Yeah. DJ I mean, Flukler. Yeah. That's a that's a massive that's a massive, massive drop off. <laughs> yeah, that's he's a big guy, but he just doesn't do much. Uh, you know, Matt Skura is a very, very good center, but yep. he's also coming off some major injuries and he's he's cleared. I, I just don't know if he's a hundred percent. So there's some avenues to cause problems uh, on that end. Obviously, the the Ravens tackles are pretty good, uh, you know. But, Roddy Stanley and uh, you know Zeus Jr. Yeah, and they're they're bigger and they 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 can do some damage from that standpoint. But the Browns just have really good defensive ends, and now they they've got more athleticism in that second group. Adrian Claiborne is very good. You know, you've got Porter Gustin, you've got uh, Joe Jack. Uh, up up there. So you have a lot of ability to do that. The The question is, because the Ravens don't have as many Titans as they've had in the past, are they trying to transition into a more receiver-focused passing game? Obviously, the Browns are potentially thin. We, you know, we'll see who's healthy and who's able to go. Obviously, Denzel Ward is good. But if they are trying to go with more of a, a receiver-based offense, they've got you know, they've got uh, Marquise Brown. They've got Miles. Uh, what's his face from Notre Dame, who I really like coming out. Yes, you did. Uh, and they've got uh, Devin Duvernay, who every time you hear John Harbaugh talk about him, he sounds like he's falling in love. Uh, you know, they've got uh, they've got uh, the the old veteran guy there. Uh, Sneed. West, you know, Willie. Sneed. Willie Sneed, who who ran his mouth on the Browns, and they probably haven't forgotten about that. But Devin Duvernay could be a package player. So they've got a lot of speed if they want it, and they could potentially stretch the field from that standpoint and create some big plays. You know, at that point, it's entirely a question of whether or Lamar has progressed as a passer where he can make those throws and really pay for him. I mean, obviously, he's really thrived with tight ends, and Nick Boyle is still there, and they've got Baker Mayfield's old tight end, who's you know really good. Uh, that they're going to have to account for. And, you know, one of the things that Ronnie Harrison does, and I don't, I don't know how quickly they plan on playing him, but that is one of the benefits he has is he is somebody who can match up with tight ends. So that's definitely helpful from that standpoint. But, look, the name of the game for the Browns defensively is make Lamar beat you with his arm. If you Every time that has happened in his career, you know, he has not been able to do it. It happened in the playoffs. It happened in the Browns the first time around. And had it not been for uh, Frederick Bernard Kitchens or whatever his actual middle name is, they would have been <laughs> able to do that the second time. But he went completely uh, just wrong and completely ended his his coaching stay here with that that two-minute drill that just gave the game away. So the Browns have shown the ability to beat the Ravens, they, they've shown the blueprint on how to do it. Other teams have copied it off them. They've got the talent that can can make this happen. So it's it's a question of how, how well they can execute, how well you know they can sort of you know navigate through the injuries they've had and make it happen. Uh, you know, and, and make it look good and, and together. Now, Pete, this is one thing, and you know, and it's something I thought about and I brought up today. You know, on the Google News hits, and guys, if you're not checking those out, um, you know. If you have the Google Home, ask for the latest Cleveland Browns news. It'll play it for you. The cleanliness of how these games are going to be played. I mean, there were there was no preseason games. Everything has been abbreviated. Uh, everything happened later than it should. 
you know, we all kind of are, are expecting some sloppy football here in the first couple of weeks. And it certainly makes sense for the Browns. It may make more sense than, you know, for some other teams, obviously with the brand new regime here. But, you know, as far as, you know, stupid things, late hits, you know, hitting high, things of that nature, there could be, you know, a couple of instances this weekend, possibly even in the Cleveland-Baltimore game, where just from the fact these guys have been off the field for so long, it ends up leading to you know, a stupid penalty, something when you're more in the, you know, the throes of the game, playing day in, day out, you wouldn't make, but it's certainly a possibility. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be elements of that, I imagine. Uh, but it, it, it just depends on where. I mean, the, the Baltimore Ravens are a veteran football team. They have very little turnover. Um, they don't have you know, a lot of reason to, to not come out relatively crisply. Um, and then the Browns, obviously that that's going to be a question, but uh, I'm more worried about, you know, the, the injury, the, the, the stupid, just, you know, and you saw one with Von Miller today, just a stupid injury that that's caused by nothing that just has a guy go down in a heap. Uh, that's more the, what I'm worried about as far as far as that goes in terms of sloppy play. But undoubtedly, there's going to be something where you know a pass gets thrown and intercepted because the, you know the, the, the a guy didn't run the right route or something happens like that. There could be ugly penalties. It wouldn't surprise me if Jedrick Wills gets a few uh, false starts against Matthew Judon this week. Um, just just sort of those things that haven't happened yet. Uh, special teams is ripe for this, although. The Browns have a weird amount of continuity at this at this with this group that I've is just we haven't said it's it's we never we haven't said it for a while but it's definitely started to develop last year. Yeah, I mean, if they got rid of the head coach, they got rid of the GM, uh, but they they kept the special teams coach, and the special teams coach at least had some input. I'm assuming on picking those guys, and he certainly had input on keeping those guys. That basically, other than bringing. well, just to back up your point, not to cut you off. I was talking with Nathan Zagara the other day, and he's like, oh, Tavier Thomas was safe the entire time. You know, Prefer definitely had some input here, and I think it might also go along the lines of, you know, why they, you know, loved Hodge so much, but go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, like, so Tavier Thomas uh, has been great. Tay Davis was very good last year. Uh, Kadero Hodge is very good. Uh, they've got uh, – They've got uh, obviously the the kicker and the punter are the same, and the long snapper and all that stuff is is the same. The really only real difference they have this year is they added a punt returner, which means there's a little bit more pressure that they actually have to be able to return. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that's sort of the thing is like the Browns special teams unit is a pretty veteran group, and I expect the Ravens are are, are a similar deal just because that's a really important group for John Harbaugh. So the, I, I don't doubt there will be sloppy plays, but. It's weird that at least in this matchup, there's not a whole lot of real good excuses for it. Yep. But I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously it's always, you know, a question week in, week out. But with, you know, these guys, you know, not having played any real live snaps, um, definitely have to see, you know, team discipline. Um, You know, obviously we're hoping for a, a better overall product in terms of team discipline on the field, which I do think will eventually be the, you know, the what they achieve through Coach Stefanski and his staff. But it's it's going to be difficult week one for anybody and everybody when you haven't strapped it up in a while and taking you know real live reps where guys are literally going to the ground. So certainly something either way that could possibly affect the game 
on Sunday. Uh, we've gotten to a bunch here today, guys. Obviously, Kareem Hunt uh, ex- extended here through 2022. The filling out of the practice squad, uh, starting to peak over the fence a little bit here, you know, getting some Ravens talk in, uh, just getting ready, um, you know, this time and on Thursday night, you know, two, you know, l- less than two days from now, we'll start getting closer here to the second half of the first game of the season. Um, just, you know, having a blast. It's great to talk about ball again, as opposed to, you know, the world and everything we've been, you know, we all need our release. We all need our breaks from life as it is. Um, and my kids just got back to school today. They're doing it remote. My wife starts tomorrow. So, I mean, they'll all be here pounded away on laptops, um, just trying to slowly, hopefully, you know, get back to, you know, the world that we all knew and the you know, world we all loved. And we just kind of want to get back to some normalcy. Everything over at Brown's Digest, Pete and his team are doing a fantastic job over there, putting stuff out, content out, day in, day out. Um, make sure you're following over there uh, and make sure you're following Brown's Digest on Twitter. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore uh, the show itself, Lockdown Browns, follow back account. DMs are open. Um, questions, ideas for the show, anything you just want to talk some ball, by all means, you know, jump on in. And, you know, probably best way to get me, um, you know, I'm always always try to be available for you guys as much as you're here for me. At least I can do is, you know, return that in space, so to speak. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.